Welcome to Breaking Bread. Welcome to Fellowship in the Word with Minister Daniel Abola. Here is where you receive insights about God's Word that will stir you to action. Be blessed. Alright, um, we're still on the series Temple. And so far in this series, we've talked about reasons and responses particularly reasons and responses and here is why this was the example i gave that one of the ways that you can know that a thing is living or one of the there are particular parameters that separate living things from non-living things i don't know if we learned was it in primary school or secondary school there's this thing they call Mr. Niger D in some cases, it's just Mr. Niger. And one of the things there is irritability that that organism is able to respond to its environment. So when you take for the case a man now, when the when the weather or the atmosphere is cold, what you will notice is that that man begins to shiver as a response and when the environment is hot that man begins to sweat do you understand what i'm saying so there are reasons and responses so if you have been renewed unto god if you are alive in christ we should see some things i mean you should begin to respond to some things that's what i mean that's what i'm trying to say and so the first thing we talked about was walking in the spirit and we understood that walking in the spirit is by law it is by law you see that in romans chapter 8 from verse 1 and 2 it says there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit it says for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death so a particular law set me free from another law hallelujah and we we looked deeper into it and we saw that um we, we are no longer under the dispensation of the law that is the written law we are no more guided and instructed by um things written the, the, uh, the commandments that were given in the form of tablets and so we see in um, Isaiah or is it Ezekiel chapter 26 we see that um, God says that this is the covenant that I will make with um, the house of household of Israel he says I would I will put my law in their hearts I will write my law upon ta- on, upon the fleshy tables of their hearts hallelujah and so we went we talked about um, Galatians chapter 5 where Paul talked about the fruits of this the fruit of the of the spirit and the works of the flesh and if you look closely you see that he was trying to make um, a distinction between yielding to the laws that is at work within us so if you yield to the law that is in your flesh that is sin this is what it will produce murders envies 
um, idolatry, covetousness, and the likes. But if you yield to the law in your spirit, it says, um, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the law of the flesh. That's, that's what he was trying to say. Follow the law that is in your spirit. And so we see the, um, the fruits that the spirit produces in us. When we yield to to its law, we see love, we see joy, we see peace. And we understand that walking in the Spirit is as easy as doing any one of those things. So when you walk, when you show self-control, you have walked in the Spirit. When you you, um, show love to, to your neighbor or to someone that doesn't even deserve it, you have walked in the Spirit. When you are able to stir up joy, you have walked in the spirit. And then we talked about worship. Okay, I don't. Let me not stay too long on this. We talked about worship, and Jesus, with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, says that um, a time will come when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And this just helps us understand that. Our worship to God is in spirit. It's in the spirit because God is a spirit. So our worship to him is in spirit. But we see or we've come to understand that our worship should, shouldn't only be in spirit alone. Our soul and our bodies should be partakers of it. And I mentioned that worship isn't... Um, complete until it's entire so like david you should be able to say to yourself bless the lord oh my soul hallelujah and then we see in first corinthians chapter 6 paul um asking the corinthians a questions a question know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy ghost and that you are not your own so therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are God's it says you have been bought with a price the whole of you has been bought with a price hallelujah hallelujah and so today we want to talk about consecration consecration and here's what I want you to know about consecration because I, I actually want to say a few things um, it is a word or a term used by used mostly by religious people to glorify their own holiness and stay with me consecration is very important but we don't understand consecration as we ought to first of all first of all the way consecration was used in scripture is in a different context that than we understand it right now what it means for a believer to be consecrated is to be complete the real context of it is to be complete is to be perfected so as a believer you are consecrated you are consecrated already you you would even um, it will surprise you to find that you won't see you can't see the word consecration in the new testament 
or right from the advent of the church and if you if you do see it in a translation because there may be one translation like that its real context will refer to something that is completed or perfected hallelujah hallelujah so as a believer you have been consecrated we've received um, the righteousness of god we've been made perfect already in our spirits by the holy spirit and i just said that i i said that to let us know or possibly free some of us from the bondage of self-righteousness see you there's nothing you can do to make yourself more holy do you understand it's not it's your holiness is not in those things that you do or um, those sacrifices that you've decided to make as important as they are and it's the truth we need to understand that we received these things by faith and it was it, it all has been made available to us by the grace of God it is by the grace of God and the grace of God alone not of works hallelujah but here is um, the emphasis it is that we are talking about we are talking about reasons and responses reasons and responses so even though a believer has been consecrated he still needs to walk in consecration like i said if you truly claim that something has happened to you there should be a response we should see a response you can't say um you you caught on fire and you were just indifferent about it there should be a response hallelujah and so i decided to do a, a deeper study on this consecration thing and i noticed that it had been substituted for the word sanctification sanctification so we are going to be looking a lot more into sanctification and mind you the real context of sanctification it also means to be completed or to be in a perfected state so we are talking about the same thing hallelujah let's read the scripture so that you won't um just take everything that i've been saying hebrews 10 from verse 10 to 12 hebrews chapter 10 from verse 10 to 12 It says, by the which will we are sanctified. Did you see that? Sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Let me read that in NLT just so that you can really, so that just to clear every doubt. And it says, and what God wants is for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than that. Once for all time. Verse 11, now talking about um, the old now, talking a little bit about the old. It says, And every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, 
this man Christ, Christ Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Forever. Forever. So you have been sanctified. You have been sanctified. But this is um, it's not a call to be lackadaisical. Sanctification, consecration, it's very important. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Just to establish the point that I'm trying to make. We see in Romans chapter 6, we'll be reading from verse 1 to 7. It says, Paul, Paul speaking, and I like um, the way Paul addresses um, them. You see something about the writing or speakings of Paul. It is that they are actually very simple. That it is easy for you to miss what he's saying. It is easy for you to miss what he's saying. Now follow me. I'm still going to um, talk a little bit more about what I'm trying to say. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we shall we continue in saying that grace may abound? So he 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 just talked about the lavish grace of God. Oh, how grace has changed everything for us, and how we've been able by this same grace to receive all things freely. All things freely. I mean, we received these amazing things for free, and you are and it wasn't it was it wasn't by works and so paul has to bring it he has to remind them he has to tell them shall we continue so are you would you say that because grace has covered us we should continue doing the opposite of who we are should we just should we then take advantage of grace he says god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin, live any longer therein. And this verse too I just read is a verse that that really changed my life. It really changed my life. Uh, there was a time in my life I had certain struggles and I was living certain contradictions. And I just stumbled across this scripture. And the thing is that there are certain um passages or verses of scripture that we read every day we can we know it we can we can quote it often we hear it in church every day i mean even if someone comes to you and asks you please explain this thing for me you probably you probably give an exegesis on just that one scripture and you still not get it and it it will still look like um that scripture has not been able to work for you personally. It is because of what I said earlier that it is possible or it is easy for you to miss what scripture is trying to say. It says, um, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer, dearie? How shall we that are dead to sin? Do you know you are dead to sin? Forget about living any longer therein. He says, do you, I'm asking you now, do you know you are dead to sin? And it is because of things like this, Paul will ask, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and that the Spirit of God lives in you. 
because it's important we need to we need to ask ourselves these questions because sometimes we think we get it and we don't we don't sometimes this is the cause of contradictions that we think we know and we don't i don't know if you've ever um, been at that point where you've you've read that scripture so many times but there was just this particular day that you read it and it was like you read it differently it was like you were reading another scripture because it just opened for you there was just this sudden realization that's what i'm talking about you need to have you need to come to a place of realization for every scripture for it to um, work for you, for for there to be a manifestation of that same in your life. Hallelujah. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We are dead already. So, before grace made us free, it first made us dead to sin. And so many people, many people don't really see that. Hallelujah. And they bank so heavily on grace. You are dead to sin. Hallelujah. Verse 3, know ye not that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. Into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Do you see this? For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified. Our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. This is you he's talking about here. You are dead to sin. Period. You are dead to sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read. Um, let's go to Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2. We'll be opening a lot of scriptures. So just... Get your heart ready. Alright. Romans 12 from verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore. Now, the word beseech means to beg. It means to beg. It means to plead with someone. When you say, I beseech you, I'm begging you. It's as simple as that. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy. Present it holy. Hallelujah. So, there is a need for you to present yourself holy. Hallelujah. He calls this reasonable. He calls this reasonable talking about a sacrifice that is acceptable acceptable in God's sight this 
is the need for consecration. Sorry. This is the need for walking in your consecration. This is your response. This is your response. He says, I beseech, I beg you. I beg you. Now let me show you something. Let me show you what seems to be the problem for many of us. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. So um sorry, second Peter. I beg your pardon. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 1 to 9. Says Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby we are whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust hallelujah so he says um it talks to those that have received like precious faith and this is what our faith has given us our faith in christ jesus has given us we have received all that pertains unto life and godliness we have received exceeding great and precious promises we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust hear what he says in verse 5 peter says and beside this beside this giving all diligence add to that faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity listen it says for if these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren no unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, did you see that? It says they will make sure that you are not barren or unfruitful. So it's possible to be filled with knowledge and have it not profit you. And have that knowledge not profit you in any way. Why? Because you failed to add some things to yourself. There is growth in sanctification. Hallelujah. There is growth in sanctification. What you have been made, grow in it. Discover it. Hallelujah. Verse, um, where are we now? Verse 9. says, But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Isn't this the dilemma of so many people? And it's like they've forgotten. They've forgotten that I'm no longer this guy. I am dead to sin. 
Hallelujah. I don't know if you've been okay, we've definitely all been there. When we when we fall into temptation, it's like at that moment or before that moment that you fall, you forget everything. You forget everything that the word of God says you are. You fall, you fall head, hand, everything, you fall flat. And it's after, after the deed has been done, then you now start remembering. I don't know if you've been in that um, that kind of um, situation or scenario. It's because of this one thing. You've not added certain things to yourself. You've not moved in the direction of who God says you are. You've not begun to walk in your consecration. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. It means to prove. Make make with give diligence to prove your calling and election. That which you've received, give diligence to prove it. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. So it's possible to stand and keep standing. It's possible not to fall. It's possible, I tell you. It's what scripture says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Paul says that, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, um, from, let me just read from verse um, 3. He says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. So Paul giving an instruction. He says that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Know how to possess your vessel. This is what he's talking about. This is walking in sanctification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Know how to possess your vessel. Praise God. I hope you're still with me. I hope you're still with me. Colossians 2.20. Colossians 2.20. I hope you are taking note of this scripture. Because somehow it's like we don't see this particular verses of scripture. We don't see it. It's, you know, it's possible for you to read the Bible with a certain mind where you already know what you are looking for so you don't see any other thing. So, well, I'm here to show these things to you. I'm here to show you. Second Cor- I mean, Colossians 2.20 says, Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, so this is Paul here laying that same emphasis again. You've been dead with Christ. I want you to hear this and believe it. I want you to hear this and believe. This is how it will work for you. This is how we can work for you. So the moment you believe it, you begin to work from that standpoint. Everything you do, you subconsciously do it from that standpoint that I'm dead to sin. So when sinful pleasures come, you no longer desire it because you understand you are dead to it. This is powerful. 
you understand that you are dead to it so they don't look pleasing to you again this is the power of the word i'm telling you i i usually tell people that new creation realities these things that we now enjoy is not enough to get excited or just know them for knowing sake you are meant to apply it in your life hallelujah wherefore if ye be dead with christ from the rudiments of the world why as though living in the world are you subject subject to ordinances why this is paul asking the same question again because this is the dilemma he's faced with this is who you are hallelujah like i said the reality of this is that you've been consecrated already you've been perfected god this is what the um we call the finished works of christ he he um perfected you sealed you and says walk in it just walk in the finished works of christ walk in his works do you get it says so why as though living in the world are you subject to to ordinances and here's the thing it is it is possible it is possible to sometimes due to some factors walk out of place or um walk out of who you are hallelujah it's possible to experience some contradictions here and there I mean Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 7 and which is why he reminds them especially with these questions he reminds them and so you need to carry this mind let it be at uh your forefront let it be what you you keep looking at hallelujah there's a way something can be on your mind there's a way something can so engulf your mind that anything that you do you do it from that standpoint hallelujah you do it from that standpoint so for example let me give an example you go to school and you are trained to be a doctor for 7 years and so that um they've imparted a level of knowledge that is so ingrained in you that you live your life every day as a doctor do you understand what i'm saying you live your life every everything you do you are somewhat conscious of that fact that i am a doctor do you understand what i'm saying this is how you are supposed to take the word and apply it in your life hallelujah so colossians chapter 3 we we'll read from verse 1 to 10 and here is where i'm going to draw out um, my point and conclusion roman i mean colossians 3:1 says if you then be risen with christ seek those things which are above where christ seated on the right hand of god so if you are risen if you are if i said if you are dead why do you live as if you are still alive to the things of the world he now says if you are risen seek those things which are above 
I'm, I'm, I'm here to break it to you that this is part of your consecration. This is part of your walk in consecration. It's not enough to um, understand. It doesn't stop, I mean, it doesn't stop at knowing you are dead to these things. Start seeking. Said, seek those things which are above. Where Christ seated on the, is seated on the right hand of God. So set your heart on where Christ is, which is above. Hallelujah. Set your, verse 2, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. This is important. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Oh. Your life, you are dead. He says it again. You are dead. Probably you need to you need to chant or keep reciting it into yourself or, or keep meditating on it. I am dead. I am dead. I am dead to the things of this this world. The flesh has been crucified. It has been destroyed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It says, For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. It's talking about something else. Verse 5, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Hallelujah. So he's talking about those things that are on because you are still on the earth you would still experience these things do you understand what i'm saying so he says mortify now the word mortify means to deaden do you understand what i'm saying so he says that you are dead then deading these things these things deading fornication deading uncleanliness deading inordinate affection dead in evil concupiscence, dead in covetousness. Do you get what I'm saying? Dead in distance, put them to death. Hallelujah. Because you are dead, put them to death. Make sure these things stay dead. Hallelujah. Verse 6, For which things sake the wrath of God comment on the children of disobedience on which on on the which he also walked sometime when you lived in them so this was the way you guys walked in in the past verse 8 but now ye also put off all these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication out of your mouth put them off hallelujah this is the participation in consecration it is perfected so walk in it walk in it and i will tell you why you should walk in it i will tell you why real soon says lie not one to another seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds the old man is no more the old man is no more and like i said when we're talking about worship that your soul your body needs to partake it needs to be a partaker 
So some things are a reality in your spirit, but your mind, your body has no, they've not really, they've not really understood what is going on yet. So you help them understand. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you live from your spirit. Says the old man and his deeds have been put off. You have put it, you have put off the old man and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You are renewed. And this is why we're talking about temples, reasons and responses. You have been renewed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why? Why why is the reason for walking in consecration? We've been made perfect. Why do we walk in it? Because it is a testimony or it is for testimony. Hallelujah. We see in that same second Peter, from chapter 1, verse 10, it says, Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. It means to prove it, prove your calling and election. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. So it's a testimony and a very huge one at that. That God says, this is who you are. And then you walk in it. It's a testimony that the word of God can be made manifest in your life. You prove the word of God to be true. You prove it in your life. You prove it in your generation. Hallelujah. Scripture says that your profiting should appear unto all men. They need to see it. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 12 talks about um, talks about um, standing as children of light in a word uh, what's probably I should just go there so that I do not I do not say the wrong thing Philippians 2 I know the scripture but you understand yes Philippians 2.15 actually says that you may be blameless and harmless the, um, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. This is a testimony. You are testifying. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are testifying. First um, Peter 3.15 says that sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready to give an answer to them that ask a reason for the hope that is in you. Hallelujah. And re- if you read um that same first peter chapter 3 from the beginning of the chapter you see that he was talking more about conduct and in verse 16 he says that um that you may put to silence those that seek to falsely accuse you do you understand what i'm saying jesus christ said let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works they may see your good works. Some people hear good works and they think that it is miracles, wonders, signs, and all those big stuff. And 
they're not entirely wrong but what he was talking about there is the fruit of our salvation those are the real good works those are the real good works hallelujah so it's a testimony it's a testimony you prove that the word of god is true and believe me when i tell you we need it in our generation we need people who will prove the truth of god's word because people need to see it people need to see that this thing actually works this thing is possible do you understand what i'm saying it's possible no more contradictions no more contradictions we prove the word of god hallelujah we prove the word of god hallelujah and so i want to talk about one more thing as i wrap up one more thing one more thing let's open to first corinthians chapter 6 first corinthians chapter 6 think from verse 13 yeah okay from verse 12 it says all things are lawful unto me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but i will not be brought under the power of any meats for the belly and the belly for meats but god shall destroy both it and them now the the body is not for fornication but for the lord and the lord for the body hallelujah hallelujah so he's saying i'm I'm talking more now about acts of consecration but i'm not going to i'm not going to be all so specific i just want to talk around it It says all things are lawful for me but not all things are expedient in um, chapter 10 of this same letter, he says, But not all things edify, not all things are profitable for me. And so there was a popular saying in Corinth in those days. Um, they say, meat, meat is for the belly, and belly is for meat. And in turn, they were trying to say that the body is for pleasures, and pleasures for the body. And so Paul was reminding them here that the body, your body belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, you are not your own. You are bought with a price. The body, your body belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what, what are those practices? What are you going to start practicing now? What steps, what actions are you going to start taking? I'm talking about your body specifically now because we are talking about temple. And your body is the temple of of the Lord. And when I say body, I'm talking about this real, this physical body. This physical body. God is very particular about it. And so, not not just it's it's not only about um keeping away from fornication now it's about health also are you taking care of your body 
are you are you bathing are you bathing regularly are you exercising are you getting enough sleep this one is very important a lot of people don't we've glorified hustle culture a lot of people don't sleep ministers of the gospel say i am get enough rest you need to go have this mind that this body is not your own it's for god it's for god i i gave this example one time that i bought two pairs of shoes i think last year towards the end of last year and i really liked these shoes and anytime i finish you know wearing them out when i come back i clean the shoes and put them back in their box and it has been like that for a long time now because because of the value because of the premium i placed on these shoes that's the kind of premium you should place on your body it's, you might think it's your own it's not yours it's not yours it belongs to god it belongs to God. So do what you should start doing now is what will please God. What you what you you start doing now to your you should start doing now to your body. What you would permit, what you would not permit are things that will please God. So this body is for God. And so he has a say in how it wants you in how, in how it should be treated and you should put that into consideration hallelujah and so i want you to if you've listened this far i want you to um begin to take practical steps meditate on the word i usually emphasize that the word of god is not burdensome it's not the thing is that god is not saying god is not saying what he has not done for you already he's saying this is who who you are all the scripture everything that we've read today is what he has already done and he's just saying walk in it walk in it so i want you to take these things consider these things walk in them and walk in them seek that there would be a manifestation of the word seek to prove God's word in your life have your testimony seek to have your own testimony hallelujah hallelujah